got some news here. And I thought it was something we should touch on because it's quite important, it's quite big, and it's happening to a lot of parents, especially here in Victoria. The headline is not a great one, but school refusal rates are skyrocketing yes. at the moment. It is absolutely huge. Obviously brought on by things like COVID. There's a lot of places like Reach Out, which are mental health places for teens and they're saying there are the info they have online for school refusal the views the impressions has doubled in the last 12 months absolutely huge so many children just refusing to go to school post covid so much anxiety around that and a lot of parents reaching out saying it is it is absolutely through the roof and they've talked to principals and they've said the number one issue at school at the moment is school refusal yep. and and anxiety Indeed. They're the two things that principals are seeing. Lots of anxious children and a lot of children just flat out refusing to go to school. And uh, this article talks about that, but then also says one of the things they're finding helping, therapy dogs. They're finding that therapy dogs are helping kids get back into the classroom. And there's this article about a little girl called Lexi who didn't go to school for nine months last year. She's only very little. And uh, she's been in therapy and there's a therapy dog and occasionally the dog, and it's a Pomeranian, by the way. Oh, no. Really? Yeah, it's a Pomeranian. That's adorable. Yeah, it's a beautiful cream pom. Looks Off very to much... school every day with a little yeah. backpack. Oh, imagine our dogs. <laughs> our dogs would be great therapy dogs. But it's a little pom and occasionally this pom Max goes with her to school and her confidence is through the roof and the little Pom isn't always there, but she's gotten back into school and the dog was a big part of that, which was just so lovely. Yeah, my uh, youngest daughter, Nina, came bounding up to the car last week and I thought, somebody's had a great day at school. This yeah. is going to be good. So jumps into the car and straight out the gate without me even asking, Dad, Dad, greatest day at school. We just got a therapy dog. So good. A chocolate Labrador. Oh. Now, for those playing the game, chocolate Labradors notoriously hard to train as guide dogs. No, they cannot be guide dogs. Cannot be trained. Apparently. Because they've just got a free spirit. (laughs) Uh, But really good at being therapy Therapy dogs. dogs, Love the pets, love the treats. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Actually, talking about therapy dogs, if you are a long-time listener to Lucy and Kel's show over the last year or so, you would have been on the journey of Luca, the light guide dog. The guide dogs, Victoria, were very kind in letting... Us name a dog, which the listeners did. You called him Luca, which means light. We followed his journey. We had him in the studio many times. We watched him grow from a puppy to a big boy. And Luca did not graduate as a guide dog, but he did go on to something else wonderful. He became a therapy dog at a school. That's what happens. Luca is at a school. (laughs) I don't know what school he's at, actually. I should find out. Luca's now a therapy dog for kids who are struggling. But I just thought this is something really important to talk about because I know this has touched many people. Uh, It's touched many families. And there are many kids out there who have gone through seasons and times of refusing to go to school. Yep. I've had to deal with this as well. Uh, You've been a part of it as well, Luce. Mm. One of the members of my family, one of my children, has really struggled since COVID. Yeah. Uh, COVID was massive for everybody. Mm. I get that. But I think what we don't realise is how big it was for school students. That two-year period where they weren't required to go to school, Mm -hmm. many of them just getting their only human communication with their friends and teachers online on a screen. And by the end of like two years of that, where I would suggest the majority of kids not even really getting out of their bedroom to go to school, let alone their bed sometimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then for them to be thrown back into a schooling system that is something that, Again, two years is such a long time for yeah. a young person. Especially in those developmental critical... Seven, eight, nine. Age seven, eight or nine or year? year seven, no, year yes. eight and year yeah. nine. 
massive gap in life yeah. not to do school. I'm going and to I do think, air quotes the normal way. I think they're finding it's that age group, sort yeah. of that early teens yeah. who are struggling. The younger ones sort of all went back on part easily, but there's these teenagers and, and we have one who has really struggled. And I'll say in my experience, the school has been phenomenal, mm. uh, retailoring the school experience for my child and also just understanding, and this is what you've said, yeah. understanding that it's not just, and you might feel this as a parent, it's not just your own child. There are so no. many kids right now really struggling and to get back to school. Can I say, letting the curtain down, and we're obviously wanting to be very respectful to our child, mm. but I've got to say, watching Kel parent through this has been quite amazing because you have shown nothing but grace and support and understanding to your child. And there have been times where... I sometimes feel like, just go to school. <laughs> you know, I get frustrated. But you have so much compassion and time for your child that I've been – I marvel at how you've yeah. journeyed this because it's been a well, really tough 12 months. We grew up in the 80s and that was the play. Hey, suck it up, push it down into a small ball that you'll never really <laughs> – Recover from. Recover from. <laughs> deal with your problems when you're in your 50s. Yeah. That's not the way we do it. We're not throwing kids back into what is, for them, a traumatic experience. No. You've got to walk with them through yeah. the journey. You've been amazing. And get them to a place yeah. where it's not about forcing them to go to school, but it's getting them excited about getting back to school. We've got Olivia and Lara to kick it off. Good morning, Olivia. Good morning. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining the conversation about this because it's something that is affecting so many parents right now. Absolutely. And I, I suppose I have a perspective on both sides. I'm a teacher in a secondary school um, and I deal with this on a daily basis as well as I have a seven-year-old who is school refusing. So... Mm. Lots going on, um, definitely. It's, it's a really, as a teacher's perspective within the education system as well as a parent, can be quite challenging. I suppose if I was to share anything, I completely agree with that social aspect, the importance of coming to school for en enjoyment initially yeah. and having that interaction with others. It's often the battle before you even get in the car and that's the part that often families need the most help with and I know that's what we need have needed the most help with it's the whole build up before before the morning or on the morning of and getting out into the car and into the school gate mm. I suppose for us with a seven-year-old we can use that aspect of reward and incentive of making sure he's clear of what his day entails and knowing I've asked ahead of time what their daily timetable is. So if it's a PE or a sport, you know, any kind of sport or art, then that's that already an initial incentive for him because he loves those extracurricular things. So knowing what the day looks like can definitely help. And then that incentive, I suppose, of what after school, what that might look like. Right. And that can look like different for any child, depending on what their strengths or what their their love languages, I suppose. Okay. So that that would be one tip, just being really clear on what the day looks like, what's coming afterwards, who's doing pick-up. Yeah. Those things, just to reassure in that safe place, I mm. suppose, that, that, you know, mummy or daddy will drop off and mummy will pick up or yeah. nana will pick up because often, often that changes as well. Hearing somebody speak who understands both sides of it, it's being important. a teacher and a mother, yes. you must be... The greatest teacher because you'll have so much empathy and sympathy, not just for the students, but for what the parents are going through as well. Yeah, thank you, Olivia. Thanks for sharing that. That's so important. We've also got Balana in Pakenham Upper. Hi, Balana. Hi, Lucy. 
morning, Cal. You wanted to weigh in on this with another perspective. Yes, so I'm currently studying at university, but for the longest time in my schooling, I actually um, refused to go to school. Right up from about second grade, right up until about fifth grade, I'd actually go to school. And my parents were amazing, so shout out to all the parents who are dealing with this. It can be really tricky. But I guess what helped me the most is, one, I was a real motivator. So getting like a reward aspect, so to speak. So my parents actually found me a extracurricular activity that I really enjoyed. They would place that activity either in the middle of the week or at the end of the week. And the deal was I had to at least get out of the car and not cry every morning to be able to do that activity. And it was very hard at first, yeah. but it slowly and surely got better. Yeah. Another thing that helped me was I had a teddy that I'd actually take to school with me. Oh. And my mum, bless her, I love her so much, so she's listening, hi mum. <laughs> she actually sewed me a little pouch for my teddy, like a little baggy pouch. Yeah. And I would carry him around everywhere with me. And every time I got anxious, I could take that teddy out and hug and hug him. Aww. And that would bring me comfort. I guess like find, finding the comfort in like the little things yeah. helps me a lot personally. Yeah. It's just trying to find what helps your child to feel comfortable in the school scenario. And if they do start to get anxious, and having a plan to start for them to go and talk to someone. Yeah. And then having the teachers in on that plan. Like I had a code word with my teachers and I would just say that code word and go go talk to someone. Oh, that's amazing, Balana. I appreciate you sharing all that from mm. a student's perspective. And, sure. and she didn't resent any of the help that was coming. No. There were just plans, like even knowing that there was something fun to do or a teddy, she knew they were all tools in her toolkit. I yeah. think that's so wonderful. And understanding, and I know this from personal experience, uh, as a parent you're like, how can we get this fixed in a week? Yeah, this is a problem on a Monday. We'll have it all tied up no. by Friday. <laughs> no. It's an every single yeah. day journey until life changes. That's right.